Yeah, now, now, now we hot. All right. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. What's up? We got we got a special guest in the building. Very special guest, close friend of mine, Trevor McKenzie, also known as Jersey, my undefeated homie. <laughs> All right. This guy. This guy. And, and as you know, we got hot take rod in the building. And we just we're gonna talk that talk today. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get into it. So that's the roundhouse round table. Let's get it. That's what my glow up in lightning. Hot ear, some light lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's a science, apply it. Worst come to worst, you tried it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, it's the effort, I admire. You're hired, ain't looking for friends at this point. My circle is small as a point. Yeah, I'd rather send an invoice. Then hearing the fake on their voice, it sound like a business report. <laughs> Don't fuck with the business part of the Roundhouse Roundtable. Me, Armani T, and I got my homie, my brother. It's the ROD. Let's get it, man. Let's talk about it. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one has two. Please. All right. All right. So, so first, what we like to do is we like to start with our no cap recap. And that's just gonna be for UFC 268. Yeah, you know that shit hard. You know that's hard. The no cap <laughs> recap. Because I feel like in a in a lot of these other recaps, different podcasts, even in the after shows, like it, it'd be a lot of bias in it and, and what people wanted to see. So they they feel like they or they or they kind of inch towards it as they talk even though it didn't happen like yeah, talking about when it comes to like them getting finishes or almost getting finishes and yeah having somebody on there you know pretty much how they like discredit leon edwards in his in his last fight with nate diaz you know what i mean like pretty much put a master class on for for five rounds and then last 30 seconds of the fifth whoa, round whoa, whoa, whoa. what what master class did he put on leon edwards he was did piece- we did we watch the same fight yeah, we we did, but he was piece. He was definitely piecing up. He was definitely piecing up Nate Diaz. I don't, I don't know. With with ease for with you to ease. you to go the distance with Nate and then almost get knocked out by him in the fifth round. Like I'm, I'm not sure how easy that was, but I let you have that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about it. So the no cap recap for the the UFC two six eight. We're gonna start with some with the with some of the prelims. Just to, we don't gotta we don't gotta hit every prelim. But early prelims, anything that stood out to you, CJ Bagara uh, versus Ode Osborne. Ode Osborne came out with the W. Unanimous. I don't know about unanimous, but they. I think. I think the judges was being kind of like, all right, it's either this or it's that. La- uh, last night. So, what y'all think about the uh, CJ Bagara? The new kid on the block. I, I didn't expect the pre prelims to be lit. It was fire. Yeah. It was looking like an ESPN Plus night. That's what yeah. it was looking like. Cause, cause I got this thing where I would be swearing like the ESPN Plus nights going harder than the pay per views. Sometimes they do. <laughs> like they just Sometimes be trying to throw names on on the uh, ESPN Plus nights, and the next thing you know, it's a fire matchup every fight, and then they try to force the uh, pay per views. Like we want this person to fight this person. And then that's when you get them standing and looking at each other for five rounds. I think everybody goes hard on the uh, ESPN plus cards so they can get that pay-per-view money next time those come around. Mm, facts. 
big facts for the CJ Vergara. I think he he did his thing. Uh, he was kind of stagnant in the in the first two. He put it in for the last round. Ode Osborne was just staying long and doing what he had to do until, like I said, in the third, CJ Vergara uh, finally found his range and his timing with him, and they just start piecing him. And at that time, it was just too late. Good fight. Just off off top, it was a good fight. What you think, bro? But I don't know. I'm looking at the numbers and I'm just trying to figure out where they got a, uh, a unanimity from. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was kind of <laughs> confused by the unanimous. So, <laughs> but but the judges, like, off that fight, that's why I was just like, okay, I guess the judges is going like, they not. That's a warm up. That's a prelim for the judges, too. It was like, it's either this or that. They just pulled up. They still sipping on their coffee and shit. So, <laughs> real shit. You know, you know, warm hey, up. Fight. Shout out to o- Ode Osborne. Yeah. He got the W, got it done. Next, then we got Melsic Bagdasarian versus Bruno Souza. That was cool. That karate style was irritating me. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I, I feel like when, when they had, when you got like that type of style, that karate style, it's almost like you kind of see everything that's coming. Like, mm-hmm. uh, except for the kicks. The kicks, you see those hey. less. <laughs> That in and out karate style. In it, that, yeah, you know, even with the takedowns, was in and out. Bagdasarian just Bagdasarian just stood there because like he like a striker, but he do, he was trying to take his head off with every strike, and I thought he was going to fatigue it so fast, but he just pieced them up the whole time. So it was, it just had a chin on him. That was the only thing. Unanimous decision. I understand that. Melsic put it on him. I feel like guys. I feel like uh, certain guys like Melsic and like Islam and like Chamayev, they still. Uh, leveling out to their competition level in the UFC. I feel like uh, uh, Melsic is not really there. Uh, they're not really matching him up with people that's at his level because they probably feel like he's not there yet. That's why I feel like he's trying to build him. They might be trying to build him up. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't really see them building up the foreign guys as much as they do the American guys. Or Like, I'm looking up his highlights right now. And if this dude can start putting people away, he's basically a highlight machine the way I see it, right? So Yes, he is. Like, yeah, like, you just, you know that shit. Like, he's he's <laughs> highlight machine, right? Mm-hmm. Armenian dude, uh, that's a whole population that they could rally behind somebody. So they're probably not building him up like they would, stay Pereira. That yeah. guy, I think they're going to throw him a couple tomato cans, honestly, um, if he keeps putting people out the way he's about to keep putting people out. Because I know what they really want is for him to fight Izzy. Cause he's the last dude to knock him out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I don't know yeah. if they, I feel like it's going to be people that's going to try to jump in front of that. You know, like he's going to try to get cans, but it's going to people be like, nah, I want him calling him out. If they're smart, they'll do it now for he gets real good at takedown defense. Man. What? Man, who's calling him out right now? Nobody yet. Cause they, <laughs> that, that was the first fight. That was the first fight. No, but what I'm saying is after that, who's calling him out? I don't know. Somebody, somebody, it's going to be somebody that nobody really knows that's going to call I him out. I feel like you're going to get that Islam type treatment. Like everybody going to try to steer clear of him. Me too. Maybe. With, they're with smart. the whole knocking Izzy out thing and then what you just did just now, like it's going to be hard for guys to be like, yeah, I want to fight that guy. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. He did that. He did that to a black belt. Exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't know if people are really thinking about that, but he did that to a black belt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the wild yeah. shit. Bro, and like low key, if, if you watch the fight back, like if you find the time, he spent the whole first round setting up that flying kick. Like all those kicks he was throwing at him. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch it, Buddy was checking with his left kick, right? And when he caught him, 
it was a switch. So he came up with the right yep. first. Dude threw, he tried to check. Left knee came up, put Buddy in the shadow realm. It was over for him. Yep. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. the this the switch was the the switch was the that small little piece that he needed. Like that 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 experience that I was talking about. Like in like I was saying, like all those fights, all those years of experience, all those years of striking, and he put Izzy out at that time. So you can yeah. only imagine the level of striking that he's at now. So like that's why like I was like, that's a dub about height. But at the same time, dude was smart to hold him. <laughs> he was smart, he was holding off a deer fucking light. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he burned his whole gas tank. <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that was off of, I think that was off of like fear, fear and survival. You know what I mean? Like that that wasn't off of strategy and you know, and maybe in prayer fucking strong as shit. Like, it looked like that was the game plan though. Like, yeah, I, don't give yeah. this guy no distance. That had don't to be the game plan. Know, that was the game plan. <laughs> yeah, bro. His strategy was survival. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Once sure. he once he started feeling feeling the pressure. But next on the on the list, since we went to fucking Pereira already, but that's how we do it. Roundhouse round house, round table. That's how we do it. We we you know we all over the place. But Justin, Justin Jacoby, John Allen, I think this was a good fight. Justin Jacoby just fought like recently. Like, I don't know if it was like a month or two ago, but for sure, definitely took this fight on short notice and came in and just stayed long. Like uh, I don't think he mixed it up as much. He just was actually putting hands on John Allen more. Like John Allen uh, finally started to get in his groove, like middle of the second. But that's when John uh, Justin Jacoby just kept applying strikes, kept applying strikes. He mixed it up with the head body, but not too many with leg kicks and all that. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It looked like he was just real smart. Like he wasn't coming at him super hard. He was just touching him, and he was doing a lot to control his hands. So uh-huh. yeah, buddy had no answers no answers at all like especially like the thing about it, it was irritating because it, it was like not irritating but it's it's like i would be irritated if i was john allen because it's just like my hands are coming just this far and you're like <laughs> catching me every time just because of that reach that reach is is really a problem it was really a problem in that in that fight yeah, 100% is the reach, but also like I got a couple coaches that they'll tell you keep your hands up, but you got to respect that keeping your hands up doesn't mean you're always defending yourself. Mm. If you got your hands up to the side and the guy punches you in the nose, doesn't matter. If you got your hands up in front of your face and guy hooks you in the temple, doesn't matter. And that's what was going on. Yeah, so, Real shit. Real keep shit. Hands up be smart about it. Maybe uh, John Allen's just better on the ground. That's just, he ain't want to take it there. I was just, I was like, it was a lot of guys that was just trying to get that knockout. Oh yeah, bro, bro. Imagine Madison Square. Just imagine the energy man, in Madison what? Square Garden. What man? Yeah, post pandemic, full crowd. You got real people out there yelling for you. You on pay per view? And you said you like what? You an hour away? You an hour away from MSG too? Yeah, bro. That would have been chaos though. That would have been dope, <laughs> but it would have been chaos. I ain't trying to deal with all that. Yeah, <laughs> like hell no. Nah. I feel that. Speaking of chaos, Chris Barnett. Big nigga <laughs> shouldn't be able to move like that. Bro, yes. Exactly Versus that, bro. Belante. Yo. Round two, TKO, wheel Not kick. the athleticism. I should have known he was going to go crazy. He started Harlem shaking. Should have been Rockwell on yeah. eight days notice. <laughs> <laughs> he going to dance. He going to dance on the Look at it. There you go. Magic boy can move, man. Yeah, 
he can. <laughs> I mean, he can break dance. He can dance. You know, he, he actually has a back. I think I used to watch his fights, and then it was not inside of the octagon. <laughs> so this man has been fighting for a long time. He like pretty much it seemed like he cut from the cut from that that just had got that fight fighter energy like all the way around. Mm-hmm. We can't disregard him pulling up with the with the 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 angry girl ponytail. Like all <laughs> girls with them with that ponytail, you know they fight. Like <laughs> they like to fight. <laughs> but Steve, he would have to figure something out with that shit. <laughs> He pulled up with the wheel kick. I don't know. Vellante looked like he woke up like this, like when he walked out. To the, like he looked like somebody woke him up from a nap and then <laughs> woke him up off the couch. But like, hey, time to walk out. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. all right. For his retirement fight, though, like, I don't know. He looked like, he, he, looked like he already already retired before that and then came oh, back. Yeah. But that was his last fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man, that hurts. That yeah, hurts. don't it? But the beautiful thing about it was Chris Barnett gave him that moment one at the end of it. Like he he made sure uh MSG gave him a, a standing ovation. Like he was telling him stand on their feet, clap for this man, like all the blood that he put into the octagon. Like, and that's real. Yeah. Like you, that's that's you gotta respect like you can't not respect that, you know. Like I because I, I, I can't imagine like you know, like stepping in that octagon, like that should take a lot of hours, a lot of blood, a lot of pain. So, like, I, bro, it's bro. the weirdest shit. It's the weirdest shit. Like, I'll be about ready to throw up right until right until the ref says go, <laughs> and then it's all whatever. Yeah, bro, man. It, bro, it's the weirdest shit. Like, you walk out, and then you're looking, and there's people staring at you. You see your face. You're on a screen. At least for me, and I'll walk into the uh, the cage. They'll close the door, and I always hear when the pin drops, you hear like a little tink, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, oh, fuck, it's really just me, you, and a guy that says when the fight's over. And, like, it's it's the weirdest feeling, bro. It really is. Damn. Hearing the, yeah, cage, but, hearing the cage lock or the, the... Yeah, bro, just, like, the door closes, and then there's always that little, like, that T-shaped, uh, like, pin that they drop in for the hole to keep the shit closed, and then it's always just a little tink. And then it's just like you see the guy, and then he sees you, and it's just like, yeah, one of us has to go. <laughs> that shit is wild, bro. <laughs> Me or you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's really, it's really like that. And it's just like, and everybody's gonna know about it. Everybody's gonna see this shit. It's gonna be on the internet forever. Like mm. that shit is weird. But I couldn't imagine that, but in MSG, you know what I mean, mm. bro. But I think I think that's where it, it speaks to the mental aspect. You know what I mean? Like that it speaks to like your mental fortitude. And like you like you said a long time ago, like your samurai spirit. <laughs> my homie is such like, I'm gonna tell this story. My homie is such because I don't know if I introduced him right. Like he is a wrestling jujitsu judo fucking prodigy. Like, I don't whoa, know if y'all, there, no, 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 no. And he's super fucking humble. So he going to do shit like that. So this man is super athletic, super gifted and, and super, super intelligent. Cause like the only way all of those mechanics work effectively and, and, and gets him, got him to the level that he he's gotten to is because his, his mind is strong and he's super sharp, is super intelligent. So like that's, 
people discredit athletes all the time and say they're they're because they're strong and they're and they because they can move fast. No, because it's because they can activate their mind at the right time specifically to do these things. Like that's what a genius can do when they're doing problems and solving problems. That's what a genius can do. Bro, actually, I got a good way for you to explain this to people because because you do music. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my professors, right? Shout and out to the plug, though. I'm on ET. Like that. I'm going to talk about Real One Infinity. That's a brand of quality knit, quality fashion, quality wear. Just I appreciate it. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, and we were having a conversation. It was like a philosophy conversation, right? And of course, it's philosophers. So I'm in a room with a bunch of people who probably don't do push-ups. So like I'm I'm getting looked at funny because I brought up the fact that I used to fight, right? And but there was a couple of them that did music. And I was just like, yo, so you guys seen a live performance, right? And they're like, yeah. So I'm just like, all right, so say you got just a straight up band, like a jazz band going. You might have the percussion, you might have the horns, you might have the piano, right? And they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, you might have little moments where the dude on the piano and the dude on the percussion, they'll go back and forth. They'll set a tempo. And the other guy will match the tempo. And then one guy will have a solo. The other guy will have a solo. And basically, they're having a musical conversation with each other, right? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you realize that what they're doing is they're setting patterns, recognizing patterns, and then playing off of each other. Yeah. And I was just like, fighting is the exact same thing, except you're only getting the other person to collaborate with you so you can take their head off. That's it. It's just like music. <laughs> Same shit, bro. Same, same shit. And people don't get it because they don't think that you're thinking. They just think you're out there swinging. And really, it's just like, yo, like, I'm trying to figure out what this guy is doing in real time. He's trying to figure out what I'm doing in real time. We're both taking recordings of each other's actions. And then I'm trying to make this guy act in a way that allows me to do what I want to do. Just like music. Bars. Bars. Speaking of, speaking of, of making somebody do what you want to do after a whole round of watching them. Jordan Williams versus Ian Gary. <laughs> the Patty effect was, was live in it and action. That's I'm going to call that the Patty effect where you could come in on hype, get your ass beat the whole round and find a finish <laughs> and talk your shit like the shit didn't happen. <laughs> That's the Patty effect. Yep. So Ian Gary, uh, came out with the W first round TKO hit Jordan Williams with a clean one, a clean one. And I had Jordan Williams winning this one. So he kind of fucked up my draft game a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Jordan Williams was looking strong and dominant all, all throughout the whole first until the last second. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was, if it was like a kind of, some type of like break in time. I don't know. I know, I know the rep didn't stop it, but they kind of like disengaged for a second. And I know once they got back to it, it seemed like Jordan Williams was a little bit less calculated. And then that's when Ian Gary just calculated. He just capitalized on that and got the W, got the finish. Um, I don't know who else he's going to do that to. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who else is going to give him a free shot like that in the first round. Um, if he said that was deep waters for him, then he's in trouble. He's in trouble. You better be learn how to fucking swim. <laughs> <laughs> the, the welterweight, bro. The 
the welterweight he saw he saw Bro. the the top of the top welterweight the same night so the same if night. that didn't make you leave early top. and go to the gym i don't know what will like <laughs> but what y'all think ian gary jordan williams i mean i was with the jordan williams train i'm not gonna lie i didn't see ian gary doing that um i didn't like <laughs> how he came out with the with the fake connor um anecdote with the whole the takeover two type shit. Like, all right, bro, chill out. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I guess I'll see him on his next card. Like, I don't, it wasn't enough body of work. For he, that's what he didn't yeah. show anything. He didn't show anything. Yeah. yeah. So, Jordan Williams showed an upgrade, but <laughs> yeah, he, he, he got comfortable real fast. He got caught. He got caught and couldn't recover from it. So, no. And, and you Definitely know they, hey, and, and I think he maybe he could have recovered from that on some real shit, like because the the ref stopped, the ref did stop it. I don't think, I don't remember seeing Jordan Williams hit the ground, or I think he kind of pushed him after a little bit, but at at the same time, this is like, I thought, uh, ref could have laid off for a few seconds maybe, but at the same time, when the ref stopped it and it's like that, all right. Bro, I'm watching. I just uh, watched it back. Um, he made a read. Uh, Jordan Williams. He runs forward with his uh, with his chin out. So he was sliding off to his right and catching him with the counter right. That was the change he made. Um, mm. His, but I don't think his boxing got better in the span of four minutes. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But there was a couple right straights that he kept tagging him with, and Jordan instead of cutting him off like at a 45 degree. He kept walking forward. So as dude was sliding off, because it was a Southpaw Orthodox matchup, the backhand's always going to be the better hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he just walked into a right. And I don't know if he could have got up or not, but but he definitely walked right into that right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah, so, he positioned himself right there. Yeah, equal parts, uh, good read, but, but bad offense on Jordan Williams. Yeah. At least... Well, I can't say bad offense, man, because like in the moment he probably thought he could have taken him out. Because if if he was, if he was catching him, he was catching him. You know what I mean? So yeah, just bad read on one part, good read on the other. Ian Gary had enough time to step into it though, like and put yes. his hips into it. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm to you're sliding up. off to the right, bro. You plant your back foot. You got something to spring off. But yeah, I agree with you, Rod. Like I want to see more from him before I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. like one round. One round, ain't gonna cut it. One round of of damn near five minutes of you getting pieced up and getting your ass beat, <laughs> bro. Because like, if that round bell would have rung, that would have been Jordan Williams' round. I was ready to, for the bell to ring and say that was Jordan Williams' round, but he did that shit the last fucking second. <laughs> Those shits hurt. Like when you win the whole round and get knocked out at the end, that shit gotta fucking hurt. I'm saying Jordan oh. Williams' boxing has improved from his last fight. I was saying in that four min- minutes, I was able to see that his boxing improved from his, la- his last fight. But at the same time, the mechanics are there, but the mindset of composure is not. Because, like, the mindset of composure would have told him to fucking relax. Fucking 10 seconds left. I mean, but if he's piecing him up the whole round, you, you know, psychologically, I'm thinking if I'm whooping this dude's ass the whole round and I'm taking shots and I'm walking through him, then who like what 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 is it that's gonna make me think that the last ten seconds dude really gonna unleash a haymaker like that to put my shit out? I'm going for the kill at that point. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. trying to make a statement now because mind you, I'm on a pay per view <laughs> card. 
You know what I'm saying? This is how we get our name out there. So I'm trying to make a statement. Fuck laying off. I'm going for the kill. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's why I don't fault him. Like that's that's why I was right. like bad read on one dude, good read on the other dude. You right. know what I mean? You got to press your advantage. And but he bruh, he gotta see that Ian Gary was showing him looks of danger. Like he was throwing hot I think he threw Bro. a few head kicks. He blocked him. He threw a few head kicks, uh caught him with a few jabs. He was showing him signs of of that he's possibly lethal. If this dude got all this hype behind him, just hold your composure. Everybody's not like that, bro. You gotta have, you gotta like the confidence. He was, he was doing it for four and a half minutes. That's what I'm saying. He was doing yeah. it perfectly for four and a half minutes. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so my man had four and a half minutes to get a little bit too comfortable. And that's what I'm saying. And that shit caught him like, I know, I know that shit had to hurt. That was uh, the early prelims. Mm-hmm. If y'all want to talk about the Shabazian fights. No, thanks. Because, uh, like, no, nah, y'all keep putting all this hype behind Shabazian. No, nah, because like, Ed S was my man, bro, but he going out sad lately, bro. So. <laughs> I, I feel like that's what, that's what you got. <laughs> that's what you got, like, I, I would say management. Because it, he jumped out there and, and tried to fight a lot of people he should not have fought. But he still took it. I think it was another podcast talking about like they should have set him up with easier matchups and stuff like that. I don't know why I just don't feel that. I don't believe in that. Like, like if it's the UFC, like I understand you could take your route the way you want to take your route and you could take it strategically. But taking a fight where you know you're going to win, like, would you do that, Jersey? Would you, if it's a fight, you're like, oh, I know I'm going to do this. Like, that's the fight that I want because I know I'm going to win this. Is it, would it be circumstances? No, that, that question is kind of complicated. Uh, it kind of depends on you and this is going to sound weird, but like the, how you want people to see you, you know what I mean? Like mm. I, I'm kind of like part of why I got out of MMA is because I'm kind of old school. And my thing is like, I want you to have a similar record to mine. I want mm. you to have comparable skills to mine and I don't expect to walk through you. Things happen to go my way, but I'm not looking for the dude that I'm going to walk through. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Like if you look at boxing logic, a lot of dudes, the, the goal is to build up their name and build up their height. Now for for Edmund, dude's actually a beast. He's been finished people left and right, great striker, et cetera, et cetera. Not the biggest fan of his coach, but I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> um, so then you're probably thinking, all right, let's get this dude out there, young dude knocking people out. If they could give him the Connor treatment and he keeps starching people, then a year or two, he's in Izzy's spot. You know what I mean? Where like he just gets catapulted to a title shot. So it was a risk that he was probably just willing to take. But the thing is, like, in my mind, if you're that dude and you take that one L, all right, then maybe you should start finding people of a comparable uh, skill to yours. Now, the, the opposite of this is um, what's Buddy with the, the rainbow hair? Sugar Sean? Yeah, Sugar Sean, bro. Like, that dude's been fighting bus drivers for the last, like, two years. <laughs> like, he's way too good to be doing that. Like, way too good to be doing that. But I get it. Is he, though? He put, is he? Bro. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yes, he is. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> his, his, his striking is that nice. Yeah. His grappling is solid. His wrestling is an amazing, but it doesn't have to be. Like yeah. the fact is, he had that fight with uh with Cheeto Vera, and, and lost on a broken leg. Yeah, lost on a broken leg. But I'm pretty sure that he was giving him work before that happened. Mm-hmm. So like uh, that was, was a good it fight. Was, it was it was it was pretty fair going on. Shout out to Cheeto Vera. Just got his W. Exactly. Yeah, Cheeto Vera is a savage. Mind you. For anybody that's about to hear this and try to come at me, one, don't. 
two, I'm a Cheeto fan. <laughs> you heard the first one, Cheeto <laughs> fan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. a Cheeto fan. That was a good-ass fight. And you see what level Cheeto's at, so you know where he's at, which means he should be fighting top 15, top 10 people. But instead, they're giving him people that would probably deliver my pizza. So I'm I'm not okay with that. I'm just not. Cheeto Vera just fought Frankie Edward Edgar, and I don't see him as delivering anybody's pizza. That's a legend. Bro, hold up. I said O'Malley was fighting people who should be delivering. Okay, I'll touch on that. I'll touch on that. Compared to where the two fighters are at their point in the career, maybe 10 years ago, Frankie Edgar wasn't delivering pizzas. He's delivering pizzas now, bro. I'm sorry to say, legend or not. <laughs> <laughs> he delivered pizzas. Ah, no, he's like, not. Wait, no, he's not. Wait, wait no, I got to... <laughs> As a, as a Jersey native, I gotta come to his defense. I can't. I can't. <laughs> like this, bro. I can't. Just, just, bro. See, that's what I'm just saying. He be saying wild, reckless shit. I can't just let the. I can't let Frankie Edgar slander slide. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's what. Because I thought that's what you were saying at first. That's why I was like, nah, bro. Frankie Edgar, legend. That's. I thought that's you were saying that he delivered pizzas. That's what I was like, nah, like. No, 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 no. Edgar. no, no, no. I'm talking about the people O'Malley's been fighting. Like the last dude yes. he fights, everybody, everybody gives that dude so much props. Mind you, that dude's tough. Like he's real tough. Absolutely. But I don't think you should block punches with your face. Mm-mm. For every round like i don't think you should get props for that like it's tough yeah is it inspiring yeah but the reality is like rocky been taking l's so like that's not a real smart way to go about it like that's not a real defense like fist on chin defense only works in kung fu flicks like it, that ain't it yeah. so <laughs> with a script facts yeah yeah exactly so Fact. you know I'm, I'm gonna just leave it there like frankie frankie he has a like look at his strategy right like his strategy was dope if he had the body he had 15 years ago when he was still fighting for some reason, that would have been a completely different fight with Vera, but his chin just can't handle that type of damage anymore. Yeah. And Vera just picked him apart in the third round because he's the younger, stronger guy. I mean, also look at the fact that Frankie was dope at 155. Mm-hmm. Right now he was a shorter dude at 135. And the lighter, he looks, the lighter your weight class. super small though than that. Bro, yeah, he's, he's just not a big dude. And also, the older you are and the lighter your weight class, the harder it is to compete. Like, you can you can be Fedor, be 45, and starch people at heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be almost 40 at 135 competing with, like, 32-year-olds. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's I think he's just kind of, like, like, I say this as a Frankie fan, like, as a real Frankie fan, like, as a wrestler from Jersey, I want nothing more than for that man to get his flowers and retire exactly. and then just like be the legend that coaches yeah. the next group of guys because you can't not respect him and i don't want to see him go out like that like brad no yeah that's that's it's rough seeing that yeah bro that but see i'm my i put the blame on dana because i'm like why you put your man in there like that so at some point you got to save your fighters bro like yeah if he's a legend all right cool let him be a legend but you already know like putting him up against a younger hungry Cheeto Vera, like you fed him to the wolves almost. Like, you know, would perfect, you bro. would you want to retire off of uh Corey Sanhagen knee? I don't base? I don't want to retire from Cheeto's five toes in my chin. Like but I didn't want to but I didn't, but if if lesser two evils, I would think that Cheeto Vera would not have that. But Cheeto Vera definitely upgraded. <laughs> he upgraded his shit. Bro, I, I can I can give you I can tell you why Dana did that. That was on purpose for the same reason that he's trying to give um, Kamzat Shemaev to Nate Diaz. 
Another it's, pointless fight. Kind of Yo, straight up, you know, like that's straight up name building. That's all that is. That, that's like the, the cutthroat side of fighting where like you put the legend out, like you just, you just put like, yeah, yeah, he'll get paid a bunch for it. Right. But his last moments in the cage will be against Kamzat, which is you've seen what he's been doing to people. You know what right. I mean? And he's putting all the pressure in the world on Nate Diaz to have to take this fight. And that's a loss for Diaz. Like say Diaz beats him, right? And that's his last fight in his contract. And he goes out, yeah, cool. You you killed their star. But stylistically, it's a bad matchup for him. He's yeah. the smaller guy. You know what I mean? He's the younger guy. He doesn't have all that damage. And then if Kamzat wins, he stole that dude's whole wave. Mm-hmm. And he already has his own. So he's just trying to put him into it. Like he, I think he wants him to fight Usman so bad. So bad, bro. And like that, that's one way to make that happen. Like just steal all innate star power. Give it to Kamzat, cut Nate, let him ride off into the sunset with all his money, and then act like it's okay, like he's not a legend. That's all he's doing, bro. Mm. I can see that. <laughs> I definitely yeah. see that. For sure. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of gives me like Broken a down. Uh, like a Vince McMahon type vibe. Like yeah. Vince McMahon will always, <laughs> you know, put the young up and coming fighter up against the legend that we all know he's gonna walk out the fucking arena anyway. Yeah. That's what it's giving me. So okay. I'm glad you put that perspective out there for sure. Yeah, that's what that is, bro. Like. That's so cutthroat, though. Like, that's doing him dirty, but I guess that's yeah. just the business part of it. Yeah. That's how I felt about Glover. That's why I thought Dana was doing the Glover, but, you know, Bro, Glover, 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 Glover ain't having that shit. Glover ain't going. Shout out that to backfire with Glover. Yeah, that definitely backfired. Really Glover really. ain't going. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> so. <laughs> My man took a calculated risk, but he's bad at math. Like, that was, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. For Speaking sure. of a uh, calculated risk, bad at shout math. Out, shout out Chris Curtis. Chris Homie. Curtis Yo, came through with a W. Philip Hawes, man. Philip Hawes. Bro, uh, Philip Hawes is. He had the potential of of being that guy. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, Philip, bro, like he's like the best fighter to not live up to how good he is in recent memory. That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it sucks because he, bro, like he was putting on a fight of the night performance until he got slept. Yeah, like that was I was so impressed with him. I was just like, yo, like hand control is dope, snapping on the jab, good cross, nice Mm -hmm. footwork, avoiding punches, and then a short left hook put dude in Astro World. Now it's like in a glass. Like, like, bro, and Chris Curtis needed it. He needed that W. I just kept hearing him say, I waited 10 years to be here. And I was just like, God damn. 10 years to be on the prelims. 10 years to be on the You just had to uh, play his life, didn't you? 10 years. <laughs> no. No, no, see, you, that's fucked up. <laughs> nah, because you got to look at it, bro. Like, yeah, edit that out. <laughs> nah, see, <laughs> see, nah, see, and that's the shit. And that's the shit. <laughs> A decade of that man's life killed in a sentence. Wow. Prelims at Madison Square Garden in the UFC, the biggest uh, uh, mixed martial arts uh, organization so far. Because you know yeah, he's been on a win streak lately. Just oh, yeah. This nah, this guy's been fighting everybody, bro. I I respect this dude. He went through it the hard way. We're talking Curtis, right? Does yeah, yeah Curtis. Yeah, bro. How do you? How are you at your first fight in the UFC with twenty six wins and eight losses, bro? Like that's 
that's a lot of fights to just be in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like people are getting in the UFC with like seven, eight fights seven. now. Pereira has what? I mean, he has his whole kickboxing record and all that. Okay, like, zero gone. <laughs> yeah, zero gone. No, please don't get me started on him, bro. He's exactly. a savage. Exactly, but at the same time, like I think he has like, I think it's like nine fights now in the UFC. Bro, Curtis is what happens when you got skills and no marketing behind you. Facts. Facts. Like none. Mm. But he got the the first round. Let's see what let's see what it's gonna uh, bring him now. Like, hopefully he'll get some action. Like having the experience that he has. At thirty like, four though. Yeah. yeah. Hope. Yeah, hopefully they'll put him up there. Like, like I don't know. I, I would assume like he put out uh, Phil Halls in the first, like that. Like, <laughs> get my man a bone. Come on. Yeah, that'd at be dope. Same, but... but at the same time, if he was somebody else, of that that bone would be thrown. Please, don't. but uh, yeah. but I, I but but hey, either way. So Bobby Green, Al Akinta. Bobby Green came through with the W first round. Bro. I'm gonna I'm say this: the the dude he fought last time, um, Rafael mm-hmm. Fiziev. Yeah. I used to train with that guy. Um, Bobby Green for putting up the performance he did against Raf. I was too impressed because like Bobby Green been fighting forever, right? Like you you've seen his performances. Usually, hands down, he's super slick, mm-hmm. but like he was too slick. And I think a lot of people they they look at him and they're just like, yo, his hands are down, blah, 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 head movement. Now, it wasn't just his head movement. If you really go back and watch his fights, he controls distance and he dodges preemptively. So yeah. he'll throw something and he'll roll out or he'll slip out and he's there with the shoulders before you're throwing the punch. So he looks damn near psychic. And it was just nice. It was a short, I think it was a short, like one, two, going backwards or something. Mm-hmm. And, and Al just goes forward. So he was just walking right into all of that, bro. Like it was... It was too clean. Like I knew from from that fight he had with Raf because Raf is a savage. Um, did you guys see that fight? His last one, yeah, Bobby yeah, Green yeah, versus yeah. Yeah. bro. Yeah. It was a slugfest. Yeah, it was a slugfest, but it was just like the the adjustments they were making was so crazy. Like it's hard to explain because because they're both so they're, they're just doing so much. But it's like if you're watching somebody do a freestyle and they were throwing words at him. And they were adding words that people were throwing into the freestyles they were going. It was like that level of striking. And it bro, it was it was wild. Like he just he made him look crazy because Al's tough. Yeah. Um, he has great hands. Yes. I'd say okay footwork, good for him because he's super aggressive. But he had no answer for Buddy slipping out and just tagging him on the way out. And you can't yeah. keep running into straight punches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, a super clean performance. Uh, I was so impressed. I think so impressed. Uh, <clears throat> I think this style just matched up better for Bobby Green than 100%. than the Fazee fight because uh, the way uh, Akinta holds his hands, it's like it's in it, the way Bobby Green holds his hand, it's like you won't see any of Bobby Green's punches coming because like he, yeah. he's coming with his hands down. And yeah. uh, Alquinta's all up high with it, so everything is just coming from down here as he moves his hands. So, yeah. so and I think that's what helped him get caught. Uh, Fazib uh, ca- kind of capitalized on him having his hands down. Uh, Bro, Fazib will stand in front of you, make you miss, and then counter on your miss. 
And that's what made that fight so crazy, bro, because they would both stand in front of each other, slide back just enough, come back mm -hmm. to the counter. Other dude was ready for the counter. So we slid back, came back to the counter. <laughs> and I'm just watching this like, yo, what is, is this real life? Like, bro, it looked like, it looked like some shit out of like, like, you know, when you used to watch DBZ as a kid and they're just yeah. throwing hella punches. It was like that to me. Yeah. Like it wasn't making no sense. I was just like, is this real time? Like it, it was crazy, bro. Yeah. It was, and, and I wasn't ready for it because yeah, he had his hands up, but if all Buddy's punches are coming around his guard or through his guard because he can't see him in the first place, then it doesn't matter if your hands are up. Good night, first round. Yeah. <laughs> good night in the first round. So next, speaking of good night in the first round or the second round, well, it was damn near good night in the first round. Alex Pereira, Andreas, Michiles, Michihiles. Bro, the middleweight division is in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all take it for what y'all want. That division is in trouble. Yeah, and Izzy knows it. And then Izzy knows it, bro. <laughs> Izzy knows it. Yeah. So this, this is the first fight night or pay-per-view. We ain't here fucking peep from Izzy. Yeah, I was going to say. I checked that Instagram story this morning, and normally Izzy got some witty, smart shit. Just to say anything. Just anything. Good fight. No. Just Radio anything. silence. And, and, it, and not even talking about, like, the middleweight fight. Like, I don't even think I saw anything like, congrats, Kamaru. Like, probably because Kamaru was talking a little, he was talking a slight inch of teensy, winty spiciness. Well, and no, could, but see, you can smell the spice from, from a mile away. But I'm when he was talking about, give us 100 mil. Cool. Yeah, I told, but I told you, son. Remember, I told you a long time ago. You kept saying that they would never fight, and all of this money makes the whole conversation different, bro. Yeah, I, see, but at the same time, what I did say is, I said, I don't think they will fight. They brothers, they're not gonna fight. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if they do, uh, <laughs> if any exchange gets started or initiated yeah. or happens, yeah. Uh, Kamaro's gonna be the one to inch it that way. Izzy is gonna steer clear because he does not want that. He don't. He does he not want that pressure at all, bro. Yeah. So, middleweight division, I guess, is in trouble. Um, I want to <laughs> see more of Alex Pereira, but at the same time, they're gonna have to find his competition level fast because he's just gonna keep putting dudes out bad, and nobody's yeah. gonna, and nobody's gonna want to see. You know, nobody's gonna. They're gonna put nah, it. Nah, bro. People gonna make show it happen up for, for execution. Him. People will show up for execution. <laughs> if they want to give him the Sugar Sean treatment, bro, he'll he'll just put people away until somebody wises up and gives him somebody in the top 10. But I think they should start, like, maybe one more fight outside the top 15. Then give him somebody in the top 15 because, like, who has his striking, his level of striking besides Izzy? Nobody. He just made a black belt look like a first-day guy. Well, let me not disrespect his life like that. He didn't. <laughs> make him look like a first day guy right he did get taken down but if you notice like say like when connor fought right when connor got taken down he jumped a guillotine mm -hmm. right that's that's a striker panicking because of the ground right pahara went for a kimura didn't try to finish the kimura just used the kimura to stop the takedown came back to his feet like that's i mean that he's working with glover like i don't know if people give him enough props mm -hmm. like his coach is the current champ so if anybody's going to be comfortable getting smashed on the ground and then getting back up right now, it's going to be this guy. So clearly he has the smarts if he's going to go work with dude. And like I said, no one can fuck with his striking. So Probably. they're going to have to, they're going to have to start giving him some, I say like two fights to the top 15, unless like no one believes in this dude for some reason, but you can't not believe in a dude who 
who he could, flying knee somebody in the second he could, round. He could fight tomorrow, though. That's the thing. Like, yeah. That's the damage that he that took. That's the damage that he took. Yeah, like, he, he basically pulled the comms out the way I see it, except a little less dominant, but, like, he barely took any strikes, and then he just made somebody look stupid. Like, like you're saying, like, he could fight again soon. Like, Very soon. Real soon. soon. I'm, so I'm they, looking forward to that. Yeah, you and me both, bro. Like, that dude's hype train left the tracks. Um, I want to see where he's at, bro. I want to see him. Who's a who's a really dope grappler at middleweight? Like, who who was slept on for being, like, a pure grappler? See, oh, pure grappler? I, I would be, like, in back. the rankings uh, with it. Giving him a pure grappler is probably a nice way to send somebody to the hospital. Who's, like, a Facts. good... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know about it, Kevin Gaslam. If y'all if, if that's the the route that y'all want to take, I'm because I I, no. I only see those type of good. those Maybe type of fights. It, any fight that I see for him is not in is is not in the the under the 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 top fifteen. It's all within the top fifteen. If I see anybody that that could probably do anything with him, so it's just like. If you want to say fucking Chris Weidman, like he just coming back, leg getting strong. He talking about getting a fight. I know he got a wrestling base, but at the same time, that would be a look for him for Piera, because like pfft, I don't know if Chris Weidman would take it, but but I bought two tickets to the hype train. Ain't nobody touching this kid, bro. <laughs> I watched his kickbox boxing highlights too. Like I took it back to his take, like. Dude is unbelievable, bro. He's yeah. really like I thought Joe Rogan was laying it on thick with the whole this guy's power and power and power. But I mean, dude, he showed it. You know, yeah. with a Swiss flying knee and literally put that man lights out. Like, I like the sign me up for the I title like, fight. I like how he used his hand just enough just to push it into his knee. Like, and it seemed like if you had the kickboxing gloves. That's probably how you would have to do it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like just a little push, like hook it almost. It, and to me, like that just that speaks to like repetition. That speaks to like experience. Like he placed that knee perfect. That switch was perfect. Like yeah, to me, like that's no, it was like textbook, hundred yeah. percent. Like from <laughs> the reads, draw the check, <laughs> use the switch kick, make the guy react to a kick that isn't a kick. Bring up the other knee, pull the guard to the side. Man. Land the knee, and if that bro, you know who like really, who really needs to be uh spoken to that ref for making him hit do it again. Yeah, he out clean. Yeah. He was just like, all right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and the ref is he, just he like, tried to nah, walk finish off. Him. Finish him. <laughs> nah, he was done. It, it, it was finished. But hey, shout out to Alex Pereira. Speaking of taking damage just unnecessarily, we got Michael Chandler versus bro. Justin Gaethje. That shit irritated the fuck out of me. I'm gonna say this because, like, I feel like I feel like if Michael Chandler cut all that bullshit out and just swung his hands and hit Gaethje a few more times, he would have won the fight. Bro, I I'm torn because that was probably, in my opinion, that was fight of the year. I'm gonna just get that out the way. Oh, fight of the year. Oh yeah, no, no, let's not let's not forget that. The The reason why I don't say Michael Chandler should have just ran in because if you notice when either of them caught each other, it was always something straight down the middle or straight up. The middle, like both of them were catching each other with uh, uppercuts, and it was usually Chandler more so catching uh, Gaethje with the straight punches. But the problem is, if he came in with something and he missed, Gaethje would catch him with a hook. 
Mm-hmm. And then if they were too far out, but they were both just banging on each other with leg kicks. So it kind of, uh, it creates this situation where the range where they can be comfortable at just didn't exist for these guys. Like say like for a Harris fight, if the dude wasn't like on his chest, it was all him. Like there was just nothing dude could do about it. Like if he was at kick range, Fajera. Punch range, Fajera. Elbow range, Fajera. For Chandler Gaethje, maybe if they were so far out that Chandler could pop in real hard with a two, then it was Chandler's game. Anything else, it was just like, feel free to get slept at your leisure. Like it was, bro, there was no safe spot for either of those guys anywhere in that fight. And the fact that either of them was still standing at the end of that is just crazy. Fucking ridiculous. Bro, like. All I'm going to say is them Bellator accomplishments only get you so far. That's always too so far. So back of the line, like, you buddy. But shout out to them. It was like, uh, it was a war. I give it five <laughs> my, my opinion. But at the same time. <laughs> I mean, just, the whole organization. He was just like, yeah, yeah, he got it, though. He got it. Yeah. His Gage, whole past, whatever. <laughs> Gagey's different, bro. Like, um. Bro, they put everybody in a in an action coma for the rest of the fight night because yeah. they fucking they could have made this boost put this before Billy Q Shane Burgos. They could they could have no, oh, oh, put it after they put it after the title fights, bro. Like, bro. like that's how fire this fight was, bro. They should have had this a separate event by itself. Yeah, I bet you they, I bet you if, I bet you if they ever run it back, I bet you this is a pay-per-view event. Yeah, low-key, if if they ran that back, like if it was just them at the top of the card. I don't think I care who else was there. Like I tuned yeah. for that fight. Yes. Right. Yes. Period. Right. All right. You you heard that day to go and start building that card around Justin Gagey, Michael Chandler. Because once some real shit, if Michael Chandler went in there with an actual game plan of like let's fight, I think he would have definitely beat Justin Gagey bro. easily. Bro, he had a game plan. It just it wasn't Gagey no game plan, bro. Hear me, hear me out when I say this. Because he has a similar game plan every time because he melts most people in the first round. Like, you've seen it. You saw what he did to Hooker. You saw what he did to uh, Oliveira. He comes out, he throws that too, and most people just die. Just plank dead. <laughs> like, they just, it's a wrap for him, right? But the problem is, Gaethje didn't. And, like, if you notice, if you really, really pay attention, Chandler was coming out heavy with the leg kicks from the beginning. So he was trying to do what Gaethje does to everybody else to Gaethje, and that slowed him down a bit. So Gaethje didn't have the power that he needed, and I'm guessing Chandler thought that if he caught him with enough twos and caught him with enough leg kicks, that at some point Gaethje would slow down, and he just didn't. I think Gaethje just really doesn't give a fuck how hurt he is. At all. (laughs) Bro, like, that has to be it, bro. Like, he's just walking. Yeah, and, like, and they were both making technical adjustments the whole time, too. Because if you notice, Chandler was bouncing in and out in the beginning. His leg went out. He couldn't do that anymore. So mm-hmm. minus the mobility, he just he had to walk in front of him. Mm-hmm. And that's what Gaethje wants, because then he can bomb on you. So Chandler shifted to just big right hands and uppercuts up the middle. And then so Gaethje had to go around with the hooks and then also try to throw uh, uppercuts up the middle, because Chandler always ducks his head. Like, that's his defense. Throw a punch, duck your head. Throw a punch, duck your head. And that's what got him caught. When he got uh, sat down, it was an uppercut. Bro, actually, I'm I think I'm that was this that later because Kamaru has the same problem. What were you saying, bro? I thought it was a straight. Kamaru does have a... that problem. Hold on, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off. Kamaru does have that problem. And the right prop and the right person is gonna make him pay for that. Yeah. What? That's what? how I feel. The whole swing and then your defense being to duck your head. Drop your head. Somebody's gonna catch him with a knee. Somebody's gonna be powerful enough to I, catch I him. I thought I really thought Kobe was going going to make that read. Bro, I, I knew, thought, bro, I thought Kobe, Kobe was, was making that read. 
He was. He was, he was making that read too late. He was making he that not, read bro. too late. He had the power for it, bro. Yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. have the power because he was catching. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was fucking the Usman up, bro. He just ain't had the power for it. Put, like, Kobe's game plan behind Michael Chandler's strength, and we might be talking about a new welterweight champion right now. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, because Kobe was I think the problem. Well, now we'll talk about that fight when we talk about that fight. But like for for Chandler Gaethje, bro, that fight was just fire, and they were making adjustments. But the problem is they're both just savages, so you can really only adjust but so much when a guy wants to be in your face trying to take your head off. And if the other guy also wants to be in your face trying to take your head off, like there's like what's your game plan going to really change to if you know a dude's in a phone booth for with you the whole time. It was literally yeah. fighting at that point. Yeah, they were both on one leg, <laughs> half a chin left. Yeah, so like mobility's out the window. You just got a bomb on, dude. And then who has the biggest heart? That was crazy. I just, I just think unanimous was was a big take. But like I said, the judges were they was either this or that. It seemed like that's where they were were at uh, last night. Wait, that was um, unanimous. But yeah, Justin Gaethje. But I think Michael Chandler got that takedown, which, which I think that takedown plus activity for the last, because he stopped move, stopped just being mobile. I don't, the, I don't know if it was like the last minute or minute and a half, but it was a long fucking time where they were like, all right, maybe in the last twenty seconds he's gonna take off, and then that's when he just pulled up with like a little leg kick and <laughs> just on his bicycle, get something, get something done. But bro, no, I think he he tried something. Else. I think it was like a. Oh, he did that like that spinning like, switch kick or some shit like that. It was it was something. I, remember, I know what you was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was. But like, if anything, it would have been like that squeaky noise. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, <laughs> remind, that's what it remind me of that little squeaky noise. But um, either way, fight of the year though, fight of the year like for for fight of the year for first round. Fight of the year, uh, round of the year for second round, or uh, round of the year for third round. <laughs> okay, so for all two rounds, bro, it felt like the fight was going on forever, bro. Bro, it was like I was in a twilight zone, or the fight taking a super long time and a super short time because three rounds, fifteen minutes, that felt like a five round fight to me because bro, it was just so fifteen minutes. It was crazy, much shit going on. Yes, there was there was none of that. Like when two dudes step back and they try to gauge each other and like figure out what they're about to do next. No, the whole time they're just like, mm. that's how that's how they figured that out <laughs> <laughs> by, by actually going and throwing punches at each other and just getting touched up. They both got touched up. Michael Chandler looked like a different person. Justin Justin Gaethje leg was both of their legs was demolished. Bro. But at the same time. Justin Gaethje's boxing, Trevor Whitman is the goat. Was the goat that night, bro? Can can somebody like somebody needs to give that man his flowers? I don't think they understand. Like three for three, at a main on the main card in Madison Square Garden with two of them being title fights and one of them being a title eliminator. That's crazy. Imagine imagine all the game planning you got to do. Shout out to Trevor Whitman. you deserve that you deserve that you the goat for real and he in and he in colorado too so yeah so one day we probably chop it up one day i might just pull up at the gym just come up in there and somebody tell me get out i'm like <laughs> just pull up at the gym just just hey uh, uh anybody know where trevor whitman is wait why 
Right. <laughs> That's the question right there. Wow. All right. So Shane Burgos, Billy Q, Shane Burgos. Uh, yeah, Billy Q is tough. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That the, the what what draws my attention to this is like Billy Q is just tough. Shane Burgos put it on him. Uh, Billy Q tried to make it a dirty fight uh, uh, by getting you know getting close into the clinch and with elbows and and shit like that. But Shane Burgos kind of stayed away and uh, stayed and kept him at bay as much as he could uh, and try to keep it as technical as possible. He, yeah, Billy Q feels like Dominic Cruz minus all the extra movement. If that makes sense. Like, his whole thing is just, like, keep winging punches. Don't necessarily put you out, but just put on a pace that makes everything miserable. But I think because he doesn't have that movement that Cruz has, people mm-hmm. aren't missing when they fight him like they would when they fight Cruz. You know what I mean? Because it's not mm-hmm. like, like, because they got a similar build. He doesn't have super long arms, but he's a fairly lanky guy, great gas tank, super tough, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, if you got a build like that, you got to put volume on people because you're not going to put them away. But you can't afford to get hit if you're fighting somebody who can put you away. You know what I mean? So, like, I can't talk down on his performance because it was a hell of a performance. He fought amazing. Just Burgos put it on him better. But I feel like if if I was his coach or anything, I'd be like, all right, let's work on getting you hit less. Because, like, that so, was his problem. So working on that uh, Dominic Cruz movement. <laughs> now, I wouldn't even necessarily do that movement because, bro, everybody can't move like that. Like, Not, Yeah, that Cruz can't, bro, Cruz can't even move like that anymore. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> Cruz is just a he's a super intelligent guy and and I feel like he had to come up with something to make him do exactly that and not get hit. Bro, Willie so Pep, I think he stole his movement from a really old boxer called Willie Pep. And a lot of people don't necessarily pay attention to that, but it's like old school defense first, grapple with your punches. Um, it's a lot of shifts. So people look at him funny because his feet are always doing this. Mm-hmm. But he's always bouncing up to 45 degrees on either side of you, right? Yeah. And then what that does is that forces you to have to kind of change where you're going. So if his, and, uh, he'll square up his feet so he can move laterally. Actually, who the fuck else was doing that? Um, when we get to that fight, we'll get to that fight. But somebody else was using that same type of strategy where instead of standing with their feet like this, like a boxer would, they stand with their feet like this so they can always move around you. Are we, are we was, talking it, about, was it Rose? No, it wasn't saying it was way late. It was Rose. It was way late. Way late. She was here. Exactly. And I told you that, bro. I told you she wasn't gonna be able to stand in front of Rose because that power, she knew that power was there, bro. So, like he said, she was doing a lot of this until like the third or fourth round, and she stood still because she got tired. Or them leg kicks, because Rose was fucking her up with some leg kicks too. So exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah good call for sure for yeah, sure and what you're saying right there is that's why i wouldn't suggest it because this dude's at 45 i don't know if he can move like that you know what i mean like you moving laterally the whole time and that's a problem he doesn't have he doesn't seem to have a ton of power and burgos does have a ton of power so it's like i mean that and he seems to just be one of those dudes who are killers like he just wants to be in your face beating the shit mm-hmm. out you yeah so maybe it's just not his personality to move laterally like that the whole time so if you can figure out how to not get hit as much I think he'll he'll be that dude, but until then, I don't know. You think uh, this was this fight just this wasn't supposed to be a, a fight for him? You think that it was somebody? Uh, oh Shane? no, bro! I'll never I'll never sleep on Shane Burgos. That dude's a dog. Period. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is, do you do you do you think Billy Q got served a fight that was kind of like just out of his level? No, I wouldn't say that either, bro. Like, um, because I think I do think Shane is a better fighter right now but i think billy q like basically if billy q just if he can find a way to sit down on his punches 
mm-hmm. and add a little bit more power and he could find a way to not get hit as much, then I think he's right up there with Shane Burgos. That, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's taking the same damage that Shane Burgos has taken, you know, because Burgos goes into wars. Like, every fight I've mm-hmm. seen him in has been a war. In his last fight, he got stopped. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, that damage accumulates. So, like, I think Billy had a chance coming into this one. He just would have had to change his game plan a little bit. I think Burgos was, was more technical in this, uh, it, but not getting yeah. hit as much. But I think it was a, a, a level difference. So yeah. if, I think if he had somebody on his level, he would probably be, get touched up a lot more. So, uh, but at the same time, to me, it gave off the illusion that, as if his boxing is better. So hopefully that was the case. Because I, I, I don't know if I'm able to draw the difference of understanding if his boxing was better or if the fighter was like because uh who did he fight uh, who was the last person he fought um you're talking about shane burgos yeah i think the last person he fought was um the brazilian dude that's been spin kicking uh people's heads into the stands edson barbosa <laughs> barbosa yeah i think shane burgos's last fight was with barbosa and that's when he got hit with that weird stoppage where he got ko'd looked at buddy and then his body shut down oh yeah oh yeah yeah and he fell off to the side that okay so that so that was that wasn't yeah. yes so that's that's what I'm saying. So he pretty much got somebody who I would say I consider somewhat on his level, but at the same time, it was uh that's why it seemed like his boxing was not as superior as it was in his most recent fight. Yeah, I mean so. he was fighting Edson Barbosa, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, but if I had said it, it would have been a problem. What you, <laughs> what you mean? It would have been a problem. What you mean he was fighting as, as some, I, I know because I know what that means. I know what that comes with. Bro, stop bro. putting these dudes in the ring with these dinosaurs, bro. It only worked for Glover, and that's it. No, it's the Barbosa got it done this year in May. But I do I do remember that shit. That shit was weird. That was a weird, that was a weird knockout. That was a very weird knockout. But you ever seen somebody get knocked out like that? Like just in the show? No, no, LA, bro. I've LA. never seen somebody. I've never seen somebody get. Well, no, not all the way. I've seen people get wobbly, but I've never seen somebody get hit, not acknowledge that they got hit, and then have their body tell them it doesn't matter if they acknowledge they got hit. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life, which is crazy because I watch a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> man. And speaking of knockouts, man. This Frankie Edgar, Marlon Vera. We already touched on it a little bit. But shout out to Mar- Marlon Vera. Got the W. Yeah, shout out to Cheeto. Um, shout out to Frankie. Frankie, please, like, we love you, bro. Just just be the legend that everybody looks up to. And hang the jersey up. Bro, like, bro, that shit sucks. Like, imagine just watching somebody. Because, like, no joke, like, if you're if you're a wrestler from Jersey and you grew up and we grew up, like, he was just the dude. Like he was just whooping people's asses, just like yo, like he's a smaller dude, Jersey guy, and he was all technique. It's not like he's just starching people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was just hard technique. Dude gets his nose broken, comes back, wins a fight. Next fight, gets his nose broken, wins a fight. Out cardio somebody, wins a fight, gets beat the fuck up, comes back, wins a fight, and it's just like yo, like just the mental toughness and the wrestling and the gas tank on this mm-hmm. guy. And, and but you can't like you can't count on your body to carry. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously his mind's still there. Like, obviously his heart's still there. He's in crazy shape. He's keeping up that type of pace. But it's just like, like, CTE is real, bro. Like, that shit is real. 
Yeah, so you gotta show like I bro, like there's a I'm not gonna put his name out there, but like when I was in Thailand, there was a fighter that came by, like legendary dude. And I'd have to remind him what day's wrestling practice was every week. Like he'd show up to he'd show up to the practice and be like, all right, when's the next one? And I'd be like, the same time as last week. And he'd be like, all right, bet. And it was the same thing every time. And she's like, bro, like you must live in a fog. Like that shit is crazy. I, I would never, I would never want that for Frankie, where he's just like like living and kind of like from one moment to the next, like in and out. Like that's that's not okay. Like he's too dope for that to me. Like I would like, I would like for like say I had a kid and they were into wrestling. I would like for that kid to go to a seminar and Frankie Edgar's teaching the seminar. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yo, that's that's the dude right there. Like he's that guy. Like yep. that's the role model. That's what I want for him. Yeah, then your kid quickly go look up on Google and be like, didn't he just get knocked up from saying hey, get in the That's why I'm gonna block his YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. But but yeah, I, I understand that, bro. Like it's always a, a beautiful thing where we can kind of foresee a good place for a fighter to retire and, and kind of like, Hey, this would be a good thing for you, but they got to see it for themselves though. Yeah. Bro, that'd, be the, that'd be the, that'd be the hardest part. But like, of course, like if, if Frankie Edgar opened up a wrestling gym or has like wrestling camps or something like that, like, of course I would want my kid to go to it for sure. I think that like he has his lanes, he has his way out. He has his routes where he can go and not have to fight anymore. Cause I understand like, it's probably dudes that love to fight, but at the same time, like it's pros and cons that say I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just enough to be like, nah, I'm good. And I think that his, his cons are, are maybe adding up to where he should be like, I'm good. Yeah, I hope so. Cause that dude could do anything, bro. Like, like find me somebody, find me a fight fan that doesn't respect him. Hmm. Like, yeah, like he has nothing left to fight for besides i think he's just like a fighter and that's what he likes to do that and like low-key and no one talks about this but like it's it's like high-key addictive like winning a fight getting your hand raised and then just being like i'm that dude that shit like that's hard to beat bro like that's really hard to beat and i feel like it's easy to get stuck in that like i know dudes that they're like 35 35 ish and they're still like taking fights where they can take fights just because they were never able to like kick the habit of winning a fight and they'll take two or three losses just for that get one that, win. Get that W. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like people probably need to talk about that because <laughs> like yeah. that ain't it, bro. Like stepping away is hard for a reason, but you shouldn't do that shit. Like people like you, like you're good. <laughs> but and I feel like, but that you could, you could put stepping away from anything, you know. But at the same time, this scene, it seems like this is like so much more of a drug. Because it's like you're just throwing your body into physical harm's way. Like some people, they don't retire at the post office and nah, I'm gonna keep working here and they start fucking up the mail. All right, okay. But no, you ain't fucking your body up. You know what I'm saying? You're not fucking your mind, your brain up. Like, so some people might keep going to work, hurt their back. Okay, yeah, you work, hurt your back. No, these people are trying to kill other people or trying to bring them to a point close yeah. to death. <laughs> he's he's trying to make you leave in a stretcher, bro. Yeah. Like, so that's why I can imagine like like you get your post office worker and their addiction for staying at their job and you get a fighter for their addiction of, of winning and wanting to keep winning at any age and keep Yeah, training. bro, it's weird. Like 
like you say, say like you had a fight next month and you want to fight. I guarantee you that'll be one of the best nights of your life. Like if you're the type of person that that ever wants to be recognized for like the shit you do, it's it's dope for someone to be like, like my bad, I'll, I'll scrap all that. Winning over, for me, it was winning over people that didn't want me to win. Mm. Like for me, that was a dope shit. Like especially like being a black dude. I'm never, and that I'm never the, the hometown kid ever. Like I was fighting in the Midwest and then I was fighting out in Thailand. So like off rip, a lot of people just didn't want me to win most of the time. But the dopest shit was I'd win, I'd get a couple of cheers. And then afterwards people would be like, yo, like I didn't actually like, like I was kind of rooting for the other guy, but like you put it on him and I got to respect you. And it's just like anybody who's ever done something really hard and they just wanted like a, like a, hey, we see you. Like, it's like that. And I feel like for a lot of people, cause a lot of fighters don't really come from a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that little moment where people are just like, hey, I see you. Like, I feel like that's, that's dope. And like maybe maybe I'm saying too much, but like that I feel like that's what it is for a lot of people. Nah, it's big, bro. That's real. That's real. Because sometimes that just seeds into like the things that people didn't get when they was a kid. Yeah, and and, and that's just what it, what it is. Speaking of a uh, little kid, Rose looks like a little kid. <laughs> don't play her like that to this day <laughs> but, but to this day she, she got a cute little face it's like she's like a little kid like 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 she do <laughs> she do you see the double standards i gotta deal with on this show <laughs> what double standards <laughs> if it was me that wouldn't have made it what? Why, why that wouldn't have made it bro you say worse shit than that you say way worse shit than that you got us blocked by your eye hole I did. Yeah, you got it. That's you. That's you. Because I, I can say what I say, and then when I say it, it be, it don't it don't seem as bad. But once you start piggybacking, <laughs> that's when that's when the shit go downhill fast. I'll take that. I'll take it. You I'll really just be <laughs> just just pile it on. So, Rose, <laughs> shout out to the champ once again, and still. Rose surprised me with this one. Um, she fought like a champion in this one. Yeah. Um, when it comes to strategically and uh, just doing what you got to do, not just absorbing damage unnecessarily. Like, she's like, all right, I got it. So now we're going to go in here with a game plan. She went in there, uh, did what she had to do on the feet for the first couple of rounds. Then she's like, hey, we're going to take it to the ground and we're going to lay here to the, to the fight's over. Yep, I can yeah. tell you what she clenched it too. What Rob is saying, where uh, where Whaley either got tired or her legs are too banged up and she stopped moving laterally. If you go mm-hmm. back and watch it, it was a right hand into a takedown. And it was beautiful. The entry was beautiful. Yeah. Huh? She was kept beautiful. catching her with the right hand because she wasn't moving out from in front of her. So she realized if I throw this right hand and just bring the right leg behind it, I can trip her. And that's what that takedown was. That was a beautiful takedown. Yeah, that was gorgeous. <laughs> that was like gorgeous. a beautiful takedown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and and the beauty of it was how she uh, transitioned it from the punch to the takedown, and or just yeah. faded, fade. Just it was like a mirage of punch. That was an actual takedown. It was like a like one big move. Like, ooh, one yep, this is a punch, yeah. bitches takedown. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, that's that's how it was. That's how I felt. I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like she tricked me. I was like, I thought we was, yeah. you were still punching, but Zane Wele, I know this, if she would have lost the belt off this fight, then she probably would have been cool and be like, all right, I'll go chill. 
but I understand how she wanted that rematch back. Oh, yeah. Uh, she got caught the first time, bro. She got caught. Anybody can get caught. And that's what yep. makes MMA so crazy, bro. You can be the nicest. Unless you're John Jones, you can be the nicest dude alive <laughs> and you will get caught. John Jones is probably, I say this as a fan of John Jones, as a fighter, John Jones will always lose to John Jones. John Jones is undefeated against everybody but John Jones. And that shit sucks. That shit sucks. John Jones low key sloppy as shit in the ring, but we're not gonna talk that about is that. Fact. No, no, we're not I, gonna talk I, about I, that. Hey, right let's, let's get through that real like hold on. We got one more. We got <laughs> one more. And you see, see, see how you try to take us off. Of course, we was yeah, one more to go. And then that's when we about to get into this John Jones talk that I really want to fucking talk about right now. Hold on, just let's wait a second. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Rose. Shout out to Rose. Shout out to the champ. Of all fights, this was a split decision. That was what confused me about the referees. Like of all fights, of all the fights we had tonight, this was your split decision. Because Zang, that was a little weird. No, Zang, Zang was Zang. I think she probably won one round. No, come on, bro. I give her two. She won. She won two. And got laid on for the other part. She didn't get laid on though. No, yeah, she got laid on, bro. But she was laying on her for a minute. When Wade was laying on her for a minute, when Zang took her down, Rose was staying alive with the elbows and the up kicks. And then the fight changed. And when Rose got that takedown, that's when Rose started going on top. She was staying just busy enough. She wasn't like super. And she was staying alive with the up kicks and and, and with the knees on her. She was staying alive with the knee. With with, she was staying alive with the elbows. And, and the, and the, and the up, kicks. up kicks as well. So what so I'm saying, but the at the ring? same time, the dominance came in where she was just able to lay on her. I didn't, I didn't see control her. I, I saw control, and you I see, saw, I saw movement and action within that control, but I didn't see her laying down like she was. She was doing this thing where I didn't see before, and it's kind of like she was posting up, uh, like repeatedly, like she would she would get up, mm-hmm. and she would find a different entryway. And you know, kind of like punning, flying with the punch, like (laughs) like to the ground, like punches to the ground. Like you watch, uh, if you watch Leota Machida's old fights, there was a shifting punch that he would throw. It was a right straight, and then he would just hit bump people into a takedown. That shit works. It's about the angle you hit them from. If you catch somebody slipping, you caught somebody slipping. I'm talking about Zhang Weili being on her back. That I'm pretty Uh, sure going being 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 on being on her back. And Rose uh, posting up, uh, breaking her mm-hmm. guard, getting off of her, finding like moving around her guard, finding the an angle, and uh, coming in with a punch to her face that's virtually like on the already on the mat. Rampage Jackson, but repeatedly though, like to get up and then repeatedly back up, repeatedly like that's that's bro, what. If you see like something with their technique that lets you do it, bro, then you see something with their technique that lets you do it. Like, so, but like, if you if you see something, like, say how a person has their guard up, because you're a jujitsu guy. If you see the positioning of somebody's feet is a certain way, and you know you can manipulate that, then you could just keep abusing it until they figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if Wei Li wasn't able to figure out what was letting that happen to her, then of course you're just gonna keep hitting her with the same thing until she gets it together. So I'm pretty sure it was more so something like that than it was like a, a flexibility or just like a. A physiological thing. I'm. That's that's my perspective on it. Well, the flexibility part of it would be is why I think Zeng really would be more comfortable of continuously laying on on the ground and uh, 
because it, it was a time it was a few times where it looked like she was fishing for a triangle and yeah. uh because she kept doing what she was doing so i guess that's why she was trying to lay there and that's why i said spoke to the flexibility because like yeah guys do a lot of submissions triangles you know you got t-city all that but at the same time women are are very flexible and and we've seen a lot of different uh uh, submissions i feel like women have better submissions because of the flexibility aspect yeah i'm pretty sure that's an evo but also bro i think what we what we're forgetting is that the reason she might have got that off is because both of them were using up kicks from the back mm. so like if you're talking about are, are my, my, before i say something stupid um are you talking about her like from top getting through her guard and getting a strike in yeah yeah, I think some of that might have been because they were looking for up kicks instead of just going straight for guard or getting straight back to the feet. So, like, if your mm-hmm. feet are just flying, it's just a matter of catching a foot or moving it out the way as it gets to you. That which might have been it. Saw, which is what you saw Rose doing a lot of. She was just standing there waiting for it. And then she'll catch a foot and then, boom, drop in with the elbow yeah. before she tries to pull guard. Before uh, Zang pulls guard, got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. But shout out to the champ. Either way, yeah, she, did, she 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 doubled it back, so it ain't too much talk about Zing right now. But uh, nah, John's still a beast, bro. Who who y'all see? She's still a beast. Do, I think she's number two in the division. Like she's easy number two. Animal, though, yeah, she still is an animal. You gotta respect that. Like, yeah. if, like if it wasn't Rose or if it's not Bay, then it's gotta be her. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and, 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 and and oh. Just let you know for him, Bay is Amanda Nunez. If you because he Chris, just says he just says it like, like Amanda Nunez. So he just constantly yeah. call her Bay. Um Bay. So do you do you see her running it back with Andrade? No thanks. Jessica Andrade. Um mm-hmm. no thanks. That's a trilogy. I'd rather see her go get Shevchenko before she did Andrade. Or give Mariana Rodriguez her chance. Or Esparza. I think Esparza is supposed to be next. I think Esparza has no chance. Thank you. You don't think so? Oh, bro. <laughs> no. You think what you th- what you think that is is a, a just a, a size and, and skill difference? I think there's a big skill difference. And maybe maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm biased. Like I don't believe in I don't believe in her ability outside of her wrestling. Her wrestling is great. Her mm-hmm. control is fantastic. I think um, Rose is just better literally everywhere else, like across the board. Like, I, it could be, I don't care. Like, it could be tic-tac-toe. I think Rose is better. Like, I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't see it, bro. Like, it's not It's not a fair matchup. She, I mean, has her game plan ever changed in any of her fights ever? She's a wrestler. Not that, not that I know her. She's a wrestler, so. so you know who I'm else saying? is a wrestler, bro? Kobe, Usman, John Jones. They're all wrestlers for real. Yeah, but yeah. they're not they're not they're not wrestling Esparza. I'm I'm talking about Esparza. She can uh wrestling is like the found, it seems like it's like the, the base of MMA. Like yeah, it's like a base to, that she never left. Yes, it's a base, like, but at the same time, Khabib has hasn't left that. Well, okay. he, he he's upgraded. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. He upgraded you, his striking. I keep, I keep telling you. Upgraded his striking. No, don't tell me. He this, upgraded bro. his striking. Not, so yeah, not. yeah. But at the same time, Khabib was he. He's, once he got up there, he bro. started getting touched a little bit. But you can't take Khabib as a baseline, bro. That's generational talent. That's different. That's like no. using LeBron or Kobe as a baseline for all what? scores. I'm like, just saying what? that wrestling. I'm saying wrestling. Is yeah. the the is the foundation? If you're good at wrestling, you will win 
you will you will essentially win once you touch the ground. So once once you touch the ground, once you touch the mat. Here's my question: Why isn't she the champion? Then? Because she got caught getting to the ground. <laughs> so don't you think? So don't you think that evolution of a striking game and a standing game will avoid will help you avoid getting caught before you get to the ground? Wrestling is cool, but not everybody can enter like Habib can. Yeah, but I know that time and training and all those things can help progress somebody to get to the level that they need to. And if she's already at the level where we having this conversation, so what's the difference from her upgrading her striking? So I wouldn't I take just, her out the conversation. I'm going to say it like this. Everybody can't be a striker. I got a friend, like, like I was telling you, my boy, who is an absolutely brilliant grappler, he will not do MMA because he wants no piece of the strike. I think Carla Esparza is a person who is talented enough at wrestling that her wrestling carries her through MMA, mm-hmm. but there's a ceiling because I mean, her wrestling control, it's not like she's like a where she's just putting everybody out or getting us up. She's not beating you up until you give her a choke. Mm-hmm. She's beating you up until you get up and then you might beat her up before she gets you back down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like her wrestling, her takedowns are dominant. Her control can be dominant but she isn't doing enough with it to, in my mind, be the champ. And then on the feet, she's usually at a disadvantage. So how is she supposed to beat Rose? That's all I'm saying. I don't think she's not going to outstrike Rose. I don't think she's going to sub Rose. I don't think she's going to hold Rose down. So like how, how if Rose gets a takedown, she's not going to sub Rose off her back. And, so you like, think a po- and if she gets into it with Rose, if she thinks that's, that's a possibility Rose, though, that's a, Rose, that's a, that's a better possibility. Possibly would have subbed from her back. As you, from what you can Wait, see, hold up. Did as, you just say that reckless, she's gonna sub? From as reckless as she was uh, with Zang, uh, while Zang was on her back, like there were so many opportunities for a triangle that Rose was given, uh, that Rose was given Zang, that I Mani, think Esparza would take advantage of that. Mani, here's the thing: Rose doesn't have to take Carla Esparza down. But don't you think it it, it, it will get there? No. Being that as far as a no. wrestler, you think that, that her takedown defense is no. that good? No, bro. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm I, no, 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 no. Don't I? Not, I'm not. I don't know a wrestler that wants Wait. to be on their back. Not exactly. So hear me out. So hear me out. So the wrestlers one, that do jujitsu. <laughs> so Carla is not going to beat her on the feet, right? I think we all know this, right? Carla's going to have a hard time getting her to the ground. Carla always wants to be on top on the ground. If Rose is winning on the feet, there's no reason for her to go for a takedown, period. Dot. So her game becomes stop Carla from taking her down and get yeah. back up when Carla takes her down. And I don't see Carla holding Rose down for five rounds. So I can't see it, bro. I just I, I can't see it. I don't I don't I don't know. I think you discredit it as far as the striking tremendously. I think you're discrediting Rose's striking tremendously if you think they should be spoken of in the same sentence. Yeah, I think you're giving way too much credit to Esparza. You're yeah. giving her a lot of credit. Yeah. I think I think I that y'all well, well, I think I think that y'all just seen the recent form of Rose, so that's why y'all feel that way. No, but I've been told you about Rose. We could run the tape back. I told you about <laughs> Rose. <laughs> you just became a believer. No, okay. You, you, my man you, said he got you, receipts. Yeah, he do, he do, he do, he do. But you, you, you have been on the Thug Rose train, and and I've been on the, the Zang train, and I understand that Zang took her two L's. But <laughs> I'm talking about Esparza. I don't, I'm saying that it will be a good matchup. I'm not saying that. It will create a W for Esparza. I'm just saying that it will be a good matchup, more bro, so than Andrade. Like stylistically, I think, right? 
I think yes. John Wei Lee smokes Esparza. I do too. I'm sorry. I, feel, I mean, honestly, I feel like after and you know that's that Jean and then Mariana Rodriguez because nobody's talking about her, but she's in a she's a dog on a whole nother level. Yes, after yes, yes. Yeah. The talent gap is so wide in that women's division that it's those three. It's a it's a battle between those three for the belt, and it's going to be like that for a long time unless one of them leaves or you know what I'm saying one of these other ladies decides to step up and really step their game. Where is Joanna right now? In the cut. <laughs> I thought I thought she was I thought she was talking about retiring or something like that or or not fighting or not extending her contract or it was something going on. With Joanna, but she need to. She ain't beating Bay. She not beating Rose. She not beating Shevchenko. Next, and that must <laughs> fucking <laughs> suck. Like to already know, like this. These are the people you need to beat, and you're not doing it. <laughs> and figure it out. Go to the gym. Figure it out. Yeah, that's tough, bro. But at the same, you know time, what? Joanna's done enough, though, in my opinion. Like maybe she can come back and get it, but if she can't. What are you going to do? And, like, she was the champ. She put pole on the map as far as MMA. Yo, you know who I feel bad for? I, I definitely missed this episode. But um, I'm I'm such an asshole. I already forgot his name. The dude Glover beat. Jan? Jan, yeah. Oh, Jan Blachowicz. Bro, like, he got the Chris Weidman treatment where, like, he was the man for a day. <laughs> man. And then everybody just let him go. Bruh. And he and he was the champ for a while too, and he did some yeah. some great know. things as the champ. Like you know, especially like beating Izzy is like a big accolade. Like that's it, Bro. despite any anything, whatever you want to say. Yeah, like, being above, above his weight class or not, like yeah. But at the same time, he he had to survive for that one on some real shit. <laughs> but yeah, so we still ain't talk about the motherfucking main event, Kamaru Usman. Kobe Covington, once again, shout out to the champ and still shout out to Trevor Whitman, the fighter whisperer. (laughs) Clearly. Like, gotta be, like, three in a row. Like, Kobe Covington, like, as much as, like, like he say, like, as much as people want to hate him and all that shit, like, as much as, like, we over here know that he races and we don't like him like that, we know that he's a great fighter and we know that he's a, he's a talented fighter. Um, he was given Kamaru a lot of problems, more problems than I've seen Kamaru in. He, I think he put Kamaru in more problems than the first fight. For I real. would say, yeah. I would really? say, yeah. Both, both of Wait, you. hear me out. Hear me out. Here's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Here's what I say right? So first fight, well, actually first thing I need to say about Kamaru that a lot of people don't pay attention to, yeah, you notice this. Like his defensive habits aren't up there with his offensive habits. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like maybe just because he's usually a beast. Like he usually has the better cardio. Usually he's the stronger guy. I wouldn't say he's always the faster guy, but he's just usually the dominant dude. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it plays out with him not adjusting his defense super well. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like he just he defends the way he defends, and then he figures out a different way to hit you so he can mm-hmm. break you. You yeah. know what I mean? So like so Kobe's game plan didn't really have to change too much. Because um, besides, honestly, I'd say that the biggest improvement for Usman was learning to throw better short hooks this fight. Like, his other, his last fights, his hooks were all just big, winging, like, whatever punches. He caught Kobe super clean with some nice counter left hooks this time, right? Sure. But he kept getting caught clean with the same 
get your head off the center line, catch with the uppercut, get your head off the center line, catch with something over the jab because Uma's been he's throws straight up, straight punches most of the time. He's longer than most people, crazy ass range, big one, big two out of both stances. He's been putting people away, right? Kobe saw that last fight, right? He did the same thing this fight. But I think the problem is Usman has so much power that he couldn't really turn that on until round four or five without yeah. getting his lights put out. You know yeah. what I mean? So he didn't get his jaw broke this time. He wobbled Usman. Or at least I think he wobbled Usman. A few times. Yeah, That's a few times. So in the last fight, what I remember was he was outpointing Usman, but he didn't have him in any real trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like this fight, he was actually able to do some real damage. So that's why I say he gave him more trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I I say he gave him more trouble because, uh, I feel like Usman definitely elevated his boxing a bit, but Kobe Covington, oh, for sure. Kobe Covington made all of the adjustments. Like he made all the adjustments when it comes to uh, uh, the leg kicks, but. Usman made the adjustment for that one. The the high kicks uh, right after the uh, right after the combo, so he he might throw a one two, and then immediately like the high kick right after that. He he was showing that in the first fight a few times, but in this fight he was actually just just putting it out there just to to make him worry. Last time his last fight, he uh, kept his cardio together. Like when I say he kept his cardio together, I'm talking about like. Normally, he keeps a high pace and a super high pace. He was pretty much ramping up the pace some, bringing it down, ramping up the pace, bringing it down to the point where Kamaro couldn't really get the best shots off on him. Because if, as you can see, it was it was a lot of moments where they were standing around just kind of like trying to get those angles right. And it's because Kobe Covington wasn't giving him all the looks that he gave him in the last fight. So and Kobe Covington got in his groove in the fourth, which made me very nervous because he started to add more onto those combinations just to touch Kamaru. So that's what made me feel like, all right, fifth round is about to be a motherfucking problem because we we thought he was out in what, the third? No, we thought he was out in the second. And in the third, that's when Kobe started to get, gain that momentum in the fourth. That's when, I don't know if Kobe probably took the fourth or the third, but I think it might've been a fourth. No, I think he took the fourth, bro. Like, I think it was, for the most part, it was Usman outpointing him first three clean, and then Kobe started to take over at four and five. Yeah, and that was killing me, bro. Like, I don't know if you noticed it, but Kobe whiffed on a few big uppercuts. Like, his whole body almost went spinning, like, Street Fighter style. Like, if he was faster or if he could have timed those better, those might have been a problem, bro. Because he was putting his whole heart and soul into those uppercuts, man. And if Usman would have ducked into one of those, it would have been a wrap. So he was seeing something. And I think it was just, he was starting to figure Usman out, just he's figuring mm -hmm. him out a little bit too late. Yes. So like that, that's how I'm seeing it. But shout out to Usman for holding on. And um, exactly. And you know who who shouldn't get a shout out? Those people that uh, that let Usman keep his 100% takedown defense, because that was a takedown, bro. <laughs> hey, all, that hey takedown. that's what and I'm Corey, saying. He, he coming, coming from it, coming, yeah. coming from a wrestler. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like me, I ain't no wrestling base. I got two, what was it, three three proud days of wrestling conditioning after that i was like fuck fuck <laughs> yeah that, bro Wrestling's i don't got all the information on wrestling he, he he tell you what what if you if it's around the back if you could no what they said around the back and go to the knees they said what that it? he didn't have enough control time it's cap so, so when he took him down the fact that uzman popped right back up 
and then broke the grip. The statisticians were saying that the grip, the, the position wasn't held long enough to count as a takedown. When I wrestled, because I wrestled for a year in high school, when I wrestled, if the knees hit the ground, that's a takedown. That's a takedown. Two knees Two hit points. the ground. Two bro. points. Yeah, that's a takedown, bro. I so okay, well, if the UFC is not calling it a takedown and the and the New York Commission is not calling it a takedown, then guess what? Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, you know what? That maybe that would have made sense. They did that in Black History Month, but <laughs> <laughs> they're a little early. We're a little early for that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it it definitely. I know that's that's definitely going to be a a. a, a one of uh, accolade for Kobe Covington. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for me, for me, here go my hot take for the day. For me, it was a cakewalk for Usman. I don't give a fuck what he says in the pre-fight. I mean, the post-fight interviews. It was a cakewalk for him. Of course, you're going to face adversity. But I think where Kobe Covington went wrong is the fact that you didn't use he didn't use his cardio to his advantage. It was no way that the first three rounds Usman should have been able to, like y'all said, lead the point and predict the pace. You know what I'm saying? What DC was saying was right. You're going to have to make it a nasty fight. You're going to have to scramble in there. You trying to lay back, be cute, find your shots. You're going to lose 10 out of 10 to Usman, probably 11 out of 10. But like you said, in the fourth round, when he started to push the pace a little bit more, he started, like, you're going to have to put yourself in harm's way in order to get the belt. There was no clean way of going about beating Usman last night. If you was going to win, you was going to walk out of there with a broken face. And to be honest with you, I think Kobe didn't want that. I think Kobe, yeah. you think he stayed safe? Let me wait till the fourth or fifth round when some of that power is diluted a little bit. And then now let me try to go ahead and stick my head in the lion's cave just to see if I can make it in and out. Which what he should have been doing was what Rose did. The whole swing into the takedown, because that's the only way you're going to take Usman down for real. I felt like you didn't really utilize that game plan. Like your cardio should have been your number one resource. You should be running circles around Usman. Let's put that muscle to test. You know what I'm saying? When you got a lot of muscle and you moving like that, that shit starts to get heavy after a while. Okay. I got a question for you. What's up? You think Kobe could have taken it if he would have started that game plan in the third? I don't think he could. Honestly, honestly, no. Like I said, I don't think there was any way for Kobe to win this fight, but his best chance was to push that pace a little bit earlier than he did. And I mean, how many take, what was he, 0 for 7 takedown attempts? Over over eight, something like that. I think it was like over eight, over seven, something like that. But you should have been over fifteen, over twenty, because your cardio is there. That's how you're gonna beat Usman. But if you the in, if the entry's not there, if this dude is constantly uh pressing, but, but the entries were there, and well, they weren't because he was taking it from so far. Like you you went from standing at a solid base to trying to shoot on Kamaru Usman. It's not gonna work, bro. A wrestler can see that coming from a mile away. That's why I said you get, you should have took the Rose approach, mixed it up, got a little bit dirty, threw a hook into a takedown, level change. Like you should have been doing a lot more activity and using your cardio to your advantage rather than let me play this, wait it out and see a game with Usman. You're gonna lose every time. You're gonna lose that fight every single time. I think he used the clinch to his I think he used the clinch more to his advantage, and I think that helped Kobe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it ain't do enough. It, it, he, yeah, for sure. Like I, I did expect more wrestling from Kobe, but at the same time, Kamaru was just like not letting that shit happen at all. Like I think it was one time uh, where Kamaru sprawled, and I think his his head was like 
all the way underneath. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I saw that. It was yeah, a perfect spot. Yeah. And I was like, man, <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't know what's happening. I, I think he might need to switch his game plan up, but. Well, see, that, that was my thing, bro. Hold on, I'm looking at the numbers now. 11 takedown attempts is just not enough for me. And a fight of this magnitude to where you're going to have to really do something different, you should have been north of 17, 18 takedowns, especially if we're talking Kobe Covington's cardio. Well, if that was the His actual game was- plan, because on the feet, I, I feel like he was, he was, he was doing this thing on the feet. Like Kobe Covington was doing this thing on the feet, but like you said, mixing the takedowns into the actual strikes more or better. Like, I don't know. I think that's like a skill. I think that's, I think that's like being able to faint. Like some guys I, I've, I've noticed like fainting is just not a thing. Like, but we, we grow up fainting. Like we grow up, like somebody walk past it. <laughs> like we grow up doing that stuff so our faints are actually look like faints like yeah. but I, I i don't know i think that uh that's why it's maybe harder for him to mix it in there it's kind of like dancing like i, I think that's what it, that's what it reminds me of that's bruh faints being able to like do crossovers and stuff like that all that is a different type of rhythm that like that your body has to have to be able to make it look like like the illusion that it does. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I don't know if Kobe Covington's body mechanics can't, are, are I don't know. Is that, I don't, is that, I don't is blame that a, his body mechanics because TJ Dillashaw faints better than most people. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just let that one sit there. However, I'm, people want to look at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Can faints be learned? To salsa. He didn't grow up <laughs> listening to Raekwon. Like, Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, so it can be done. It can be done. I'm going to leave it there. But yeah, once again, shout out to the champ. And bro, like for this episode, we're just going to do the no cap recap. This is the longest motherfucking no cap ever in our motherfucking life. But at the same time, we had the guest in here. We got Jersey in the building. We got Trevor McKenzie. Wow. My man, the killer in the cut. Never mind. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about it, he always been like that, bro. He always been like that. Like we used to be uh, in Japan, like, and when those club nights, you know, it'd be somebody, you know, always somebody drunk and always trying some stuff. Like one time, dude bumped into him and he's like, "Hey, you know, you really shouldn't disrespect people you don't know." And I was just thinking, like, this dude had no fucking idea. That's a, that's a serious issue that this motherfucker <laughs> is about to. Uh, another story, our, our homie, our homie, he, another drunk night, homie getting mad at, at Jersey. I don't even know if he was mad at Jersey, but he was coming at Jersey and then putting his hands up, whatever. Jersey give him these hard ass leg kicks and this, and this is our homie. So Jersey like, bro, chill, bro. Just chill. Next one, hard leg kick. Foul. Bro, chill. Bro, chill. Foul. And then that's what, <laughs> that's what homie just chill. We just walked into the club <laughs> and just had a good night. <laughs> like, like, bro, like. I forgot you were there for that. Bro. I forgot homie, you were there for that. Homie, bro, like this, that's why, like, I, I feel safe already, but like when, when we was in Japan, like, and I was drinking and I was kind of like out of control a little bit. I knew that if it went down, we're good a hundred percent. I believe in my hands. So it's just like, and I already know I got Jersey right here. Like, oh my God. And you know, he going to try to diffuse it for as long as he can. And then this shit going down. 
So it's just like, <laughs> that's just how it go. I do the same. I try to defuse it too. I ain't no violent person like that. Mm, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, this has been a great show. I appreciate you pulling up on us. I told you. This I appreciate is, y'all. Thank you. This is, I appreciate your, your knowledge and your experience, your blood, sweat, and tears that, you, that you've that you poured into the sport. And, uh, you know, just give it up for the, the guests. Hey, make sure y'all find us on all streaming platforms, anywhere you want to find us. Make sure Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, even TikTok, shit. Roundhouse Roundtable. Look us up. Hey, and we out of here. That's why I use the heat as a sword. Because keep the peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need. No one has two, please don't leave. That's three, four, if you do.